Radio personality Paul Harvey became famous for ending his newscasts with the expression, and now you know the rest of the story. Too bad Paul Harvey died back in 2009, because if he were still around, he might have been able to do some research on the two brothers in today's Gospel parable, give us some insights as to what happened to them after the events we heard about a few moments ago. What was the rest of the story? It all ends rather abruptly, does it not? What was the rest of the story, first of all, for the prodigal son? We know that he went back to his dad and received forgiveness for his many sins. But did he stay with his father? Did he live a happy life, a grateful life, from this moment onward? Did he really appreciate his father's forgiveness and pass that lesson on to his children and grandchildren? Or did he give in to temptation a second time and walk away, never to return? Or did he walk away again and come back again? Did he do that a number of times? Inquiring minds want to know. And just as importantly, what was the rest of the story for that older, faithful son? Did he stay angry? Did he stay angry at his brother and at his father? Did that unresolved anger eventually lead him to abandon his family? Or did he, did he finally let go of it and find peace? Did he ever get tempted to do what his brother did? Did he ever give in to the temptation to do what his brother did? And if he did give in, did he ever repent? Or did he despair? Now you might say, well, Father Ray, hold on a minute. This is just a parable. This is a story Jesus made up to illustrate the mercy and forgiveness of his heavenly Father. As far as we can tell, it really didn't happen historically. Well, that's true. But I think these are still valid questions to ponder because they apply to all of us. And we human beings who do experience the love and forgiveness of God the Father in real life, the way these two fictional sons might have reacted had they been real people, show us the ways that we might respond in real life in similar circumstances. So what was the rest of the story for these two brothers? Well, if you ask me which of these two boys was more likely to fall into serious sin, and get off the right track later in life, I would say without question, it was the older son, the non-prodigal one, the son who had been with his father from the beginning. Now that may surprise some of you, but it really shouldn't. I don't think it should anyway. After his return home, the prodigal son was deeply aware of his father's love and mercy because he experienced those things. The love and mercy his dad had for him personally, he was deeply aware of that. After everything that he had done, his father was willing to take him back when he repented. No questions asked. And then he treated the son as if he had never left. That father forgave, and in a very real sense, he forgot his son's many sins. The bottom line is, after he returned and was welcomed home, the prodigal son had a relationship with his father that was rooted in love. Real love. 
agape love. Whereas the oldest son had a relationship with his dad, which, from all external indications at least, was superficial and cold. It was not a loving father-son relationship. Rather, it was the kind of relationship a client has with his, with a businessman and a servant has with a master. Notice how this boy speaks to his father after he finds out his younger brother has come back and his dad's given a big party for him. He says to him, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders, yet you never even gave me a young goat to feast on with my friends. In other words, hey, Daddy, I paid my dues. I did what you asked me to do. I fulfilled our, uh, my end of the father-son bargain deal we had. Why haven't you given me what I've earned? Why haven't you given me a just reward for all the service I've rendered to you over these years? To me, that sounds like something a disgruntled employee would say to his boss, not something a loving son would say to his dear old dad. When we see a relationship with somebody primarily in legal terms, like this older son apparently saw his relationship with his father, we don't feel very sorry when we hurt the other person. Nor do we feel a lot of loyalty to the other person. This explains why you and your local car salesman will haggle about the car you want to purchase on his lot. He's trying to get you to pay the highest amount possible. You're trying to get him to charge you the lowest amount possible. And in the process, you're not concerned about hurting his feelings. He's not particularly concerned about hurting yours. The relationship is strictly business, right? Well, unfortunately, I think that's how a lot of people interact with God. It becomes a business-like connection. Okay, God, I'll give you an hour every weekend. I'll put up with Father Ray's homilies. I'll even do that. I'll say my prayers every day. I'll observe all the rules your church gives me. And in exchange, you give me fill in the blank. That's how the older boy in this parable would relate to the Lord if he were a modern-day Catholic. You know, every once in a while, somebody will say to me, Father A, I don't get it. I used to see so-and-so in church every Sunday. Now they don't even want to talk about God. What happened? Well, in many cases, what happened is something went wrong in their business deal with the Lord. God didn't fulfill his part of the deal to the person's satisfaction, so the person stopped fulfilling his part of the bargain. Almighty God wants to have a loving relationship with you, with me, with every human person. He's not our employer. He's our Father. And such a relationship is always possible. That's the good news. That's the message of this parable. If we right now are like the prodigal son before his conversion, all we need to do is run back to our Father by making a sincere sacramental confession. Maybe we could do that during this week's parish mission. We'll have the opportunity for confession. And if we're like that older son who seemed to think of his father as his boss, all we need to do is change our way of looking at reality and invite the Lord into our hearts. 
something I'm sure we'll also have the opportunity to do during this week's mission. You see, doing these things will make it much more likely that the rest of our stories will include a happy ending. The happy ending we long for, the happy ending we were made for, the happy ending that we call heaven. <laughs>